0: This is The Game of Life. Welcome to The Game of Life. This is your host, Gayle Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami. And I am pleased uh, to have with me today a wonderful big sister, but also a news reporter for NBC6, uh, Erica Glover. Erica, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: Appreciate you being here today. And Erica, uh, as we think about mentoring and with so much going on in the world today, uh, why is mentoring so important?
1: Mentoring to me is so important because you get to make a difference in someone else's life and to really give back to my community and help students achieve their goals. That's my personal mission.
0: That's all right. Now, I grew up in Toledo, Ohio, and this time of the year is my favorite time of the year because I miss the fall. I mean, I was watching a movie uh, not long ago and they were showing the leaves changing colors and all that, so I I love the fall season but I see that you've gone you attended Penn State University. I did. And so it gets a little cold up there too and I think we get some leaves changing colors. uh, A lot of snow. (laughs) So tell us about just you mentioned uh, giving back and how important it is to you. Uh, Tell us about just your upbringing and how that impacts your life now.
1: So I went to Penn State but I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. So my upbringing really leads to why I became a mentor because when I was growing up as a teenager I watched Craig Melvin who is now an anchor for the today show yeah well growing up watching craig melvin he always talked about his involvement with big brothers big sisters so i watched him and i always thought not only did i want to be a journalist but i wanted to be a journalist who also impacted my community the way that he was it was really amazing to watch that oh. so he really sparked my involvement my mother as well is a mentor for big brothers big sisters in my hometown so watching my mom do that And then also, when I think about just my upbringing, I think about my family and how they instilled certain values in me. So the holidays are coming up. But for me, growing up, Christmas, we really didn't give presents. What we did, my parents always wanted me to know that I was blessed throughout the entire year. So for Christmas, we have a program back home in South Carolina, in Columbia, that our local TV station does or they really promote. It's called Families Helping Families. So instead of buying presents for each other or them buying presents for me, we adopted a family in the community. And they would have a list the family would put together a list of items that they needed. And it would be things that I really took for granted. Socks, jackets, tennis oh. shoes, a Nintendo DVDs. Mm. And we would spend the month of December putting together this package and then getting food, food for them to eat for the holidays. And we would put everything together. And that's what we did for Christmas. We helped another family. And even on Thanksgiving, before we would make a big dinner at home, my mom would wake up me up and my cousin, and we would go feed the homeless on Thanksgiving Day. So my family has always really instilled in me that it's not just about you. It's so much more. You need to help other people.
0: And so that's instilled in you. I mean, that's just a way of life. So it's not so much you give because it's the holiday season. And as we get, as we get into December and as we think about the gift of mentoring, the gift-giving season, if you will, I mean, so kudos to your family because that seed's planted in you and you, you seem pretty serious about that thing.
1: I am, because it's not just about me. Yes, I'm a journalist, I'm a yes. reporter, I can share stories, but I'm also looking at what can I do, how can I leave my impact in this community? How can I use my platform to better the people around me and better society?
0: I always ask people who mentored you, and so as we think about Craig Melvin, who's still still in the game, still in the business, did you ever share with him the impact he's had on you?
1: I haven't, and it's really funny that now I work for NBC Universal, because um, I know I was planning a trip to go visit Thirty Rock and a friend that a mutual friend that we had mentioned my name and he was like, Oh, I I know her and I was like, Oh my gosh, Craig Melvin knows who I am. Right. So I would like to meet with him in person and tell him that story. But if if I think about someone who's mentored me, as cliche as it might sound, it's really my father yeah. because he continues to share life lessons with me whenever I speak with him. And growing up my dad always would say, Attitude is everything. Mm. And as a elementary school student, I was like, I don't have time for this, please. But now that I'm in the real world, as my dad says, I really understand how attitude is everything. And I always am very cognizant of what am I putting out there? What energy am I bringing into this room? How am I at my office, how am I with my mentee, I want her to see that you need to have a positive attitude if you're going to achieve your goals. And not only a a positive attitude, and attitude is everything, but also your work ethic, and that's something that I really try to instill in her. I always say that, yes, there are other journalists, other reporters who might be better than me, they might have a certain presence or something on air that I'm working towards, but when it comes to work ethic, I'm always going to wake up earlier, work longer than you, work those holidays. (laughs) <laughs> Whenever my boss emails me, Do, can you work? Yes, right away. That's not a problem. So those are two big things that my father has instilled in me. And I look at him. I really look up to him.
0: And so when did it sink in for you? I mean, you were saying in elementary school, I really don't have time for this. But when did it start sinking in, the advice your dad gave College. You?
1: <laughs> when you're 11 hours away from home and you're, you're, you're on your own. Right. And you're way up. <laughs> up in South Carolina, I had not experienced snow. Mm. Okay, so my first two years, I went to a branch campus, Penn State Erie. I lived right on Lake Erie because they ran out of housing. So I was commuting on a public bus to campus, 45 minutes in the snow, and I really had to, nobody was telling me, you got to get up, you got to do this. It was my, own, I had to have that self-motivation. I had to have the attitude like, you can get through this. And there were so many times I was standing at that bus stop, is one degree, you know, one degree outside, freezing.
0: Thinking about your daddy, talking about attitude.
1: Yeah, thinking about I don't know if I can do this. I'd be like, I got to do this. You know, I I gotta achieve my goals.
0: When you look back at your college experience, was there anyone, a professor, colleague, or maybe a guest speaker that just said something that, and in addition to the incredible advice your dad gave you about attitude, was there anybody during that collegiate time when it, in that when your dad's advice started sinking in that also had an impact in your life? You're like, you know what, that ties right in. Any? Uh,
1: I would say my experience as a resident assistant at Penn State. Okay. And the people who were in charge of all of us. Right. Because, you know, they put a lot of response. We had a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it was like, hey, this is really sinking in. And I'm in charge of other students. I'm in charge of making sure that this particular building and we're all together. And that really was a moment for me.
0: So your homework is to you need to make sure you thank Craig Melvin. (laughs) You need to bring Craig Melvin to South Florida. And we can talk about the impact of mentoring with you and Craig Melvin Definitely, uh, live on do the show. I know he would do it. I had no idea he was involved in Big Brothers Big Sisters. Uh, and see, that's the, you know, the, the gift that keeps on giving is mentoring. You know, mentor, by definition, is a trusted friend and counsel. And so to hear, and it never gets old for us. I mean, as we think about Big Brothers Big Sisters, the oldest and largest youth mentoring organization in the United States, how we, one person, can invest their time. And it's not about them. And people say, I signed up to help a child, but I'm getting something out of this as well. Do you feel that way? All what? the time. Yes.
1: All the time.
0: What has your little sister taught you? We're going to talk about her in a minute. What's your little sister taught you, Erica? You've been with her for how long now? About a year. About a year. Okay. And then, of course, new relationship, a year. But what, when did you, you just mention very quickly that you, you get that all the time? What's, what are you getting out of this experience?
1: She's taught me to, I mean, I already had this in me, but she's really taught me to never give up. And we were talking about this earlier, but with the whole GoFundMe page that we had set up for her. Yeah. Tell
0: us about that. So
1: we were, she was wanting to go to band camp and I okay. had gone to open house with her at her high school. And I heard her band teacher mentioning band camp and I said, Hey, are you going to go? And she said, Hey, I don't have the money to go to this band camp for my spring break. And she was going to give up. She was like, I mean, I just can't go. And when I heard that, I was like, what do you mean? Like we can't just give up the first time. Right. So this was a life lesson that I wanted to instill in her. If you you can't do it the first time. What other way can we work this out? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, Well, I just don't think people would donate to my cause. And I don't like her thinking like that. I was like, No, no, no. That's the wrong attitude to have. If you want this, we have to go after it. We have to set this up. And once we set it up and once we put the message out there, people donated. I think it was in four days we donated 2,000. Four days. Four days.
0: And how, when was this? How long ago was this uh, when you set I'd this up? I'd say it's about a month and a half ago. About a month and a half but ago. But it only
1: took four days. And she was so impressed. She was like, I can't believe it. And I was like, this is the example I want you to see. Absolutely. If you want something, you got to go after it. You can't just give up. And especially when, you know, she's already thinking about college. So that's another life lesson. You know, you're maybe not going to get accepted to the first school, but we need to continue and looking at other options. So definitely she's reminded me never to give up. On your goals.
0: That's how I found out about your match. They said this big sister set up a GoFundMe page or her, her little sister's going to band camp. And that band camp's in Boston, right? Correct. So here's a little girl from South Florida. I don't know how much she's traveled, if you will, but this will be a first-time experience for her. Correct. Because someone took the time, namely Erica Glover, to get involved in her life. And one day she, when she's in there, she's in it, what instrument does she play? Tell us a little bit about She plays the French horn.
1: horn. She's a rising freshman in high school. So we're dealing with all of those, you know, high school. Drama. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, but
1: I mean, she's very inspiring to me. She's a hard worker. All A's one B, we're working on that B. There you go. She already talks to me about college Mm. and where she wants to go. And she asked me, how did you get there? What, how did you achieve your goals when once you were in college? She's already thinking ahead, which I really love.
0: Let's take a step back a little bit. Uh, what's your little sister's story? Because keep in mind, we have littles that 90% of our littles live at or below the poverty level socioeconomically. We have littles that come from two parent homes, we got littles come from single parent homes, all walks of life. So, for those listening to this podcast, I want people to understand. That kids come to us, it's not a matter of being punitive, it's not a punishment. There's somebody who loves and cares about them, that sees a need, that needs a void to be filled, and they come and trust Big Brothers Big Sisters of Miami. So tell us your little sister's story. What, where does What's her story, if you will, Erica?
1: My little is blessed in that she does come from a two-parent household. Okay. They are very, very involved. They text me all the time. They're calling me. They wanna speak with me one-on-one when I'm going there to pick her up. They just work a lot. So the time is not always there for them to be there. So we have a relationship though where when she was starting high school, they said, hey, we have to work. Can you go to her open house for us? And make sure that, you know, just speak with the teachers, get a vibe. And you know, sometimes when you're in high school, it's not the coolest thing to have your parents around. So I think she kind of felt really so you, comfortable. You did one with the cool.
0: Everybody else has a parents, and they got this cool big sister come in right, like, right. what's up, I'm, my name is Eric, I'm her big sister, go ahead. So
1: she really liked it. I'm just here it. to check out the vibe.
0: <laughs> of course she did. Right,
1: right. So, I mean, she's very blessed. I mean, And they are heavily involved. They keep a, a very watchful eye on her grades, what she's doing. And we communicate. And I really, really enjoy that aspect of that. And even when it's her birthday, I remember – a couple of months ago for her birthday, I communicated with her mom and said, Hey, can you surprise her, wake her up early, don't let her know I'm coming over in the morning and I'm just gonna come out there with balloons and a gift card and everything. So I texted her mom and said, What is her favorite store to make sure it's appropriate. Right. So we have a very good relationship. It's just that, you know, they're working very hard to provide for her. So right now she needs some an extra person in her life to be there and to listen. And sometimes I think I mean growing up for myself, I didn't always feel comfortable speaking with my mom about certain things, you know, right. in high school. So me being a little bit closer to her age, she feels a little bit more, uh, oh, I can tell Erica this kind of thing. And even then, when I hear certain things, I'm like, now you know, I think does her mom need to know this? Or if I see something on Snapchat that I'm just like, hmm,
0: <laughs>
1: would your mother like that? Do I need to tell your mom what you're doing over there? So we have that relationship.
0: And as I think about in the, your little sister's story, two parents love their child. Involved but working a lot. So that void that needed to be filled in this particular case was time. Correct. Somebody else just literally that big sister to spend that quality time, expose her to things. And what are some of the fun things you guys have done together? I mean, obviously uh, you've talked about, you know, college. You mentioned that you've gone to open house. What kind of cool things have you guys done together?
1: So really I focus on getting her outside. That's what we love to do. And we live in South Florida. So we definitely have some great options out there. So we've gone bike riding in Key Biscayne. We have been rock climbing in Fort Lauderdale. That like was like the fake rock or the real indoor, rock? right? The indoor rock okay, climbing. Okay,
0: you need to clarify. Right, right, right. You from Pennsylvania? They <laughs> got very mountains true. and no, stuff. No, no, You'd be no. like Grizzly Adams. Come on now, Eric. So
1: we took. There's a class you take prior to going on it. So okay. we took the class together, and then we did the rock climbing. Now, I'm not gonna say she loved it, but it was an experience <laughs> for both of us. We had a really great time. Did she
0: make it to the top, or did she get up there?
1: No, she wasn't really to the height. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay. But it was an activity we did together, and that was the the, the main point. Yes. So those are two that come off the top of my head that I can think of. I mean, it's really simple things most of the time because we just want to talk, and most of the time she just wants somebody that she can open up to. So whether that's picking her up from school and just going to get pizza, Mm -hmm. going to grab ice cream, things that a lot of us take for granted, going to Chick-fil-A. Just picking her up and say, hey, let's go grab something to eat. Oh, I know for back to school, what I really liked is I surprised her, and I was like, well, you know, let's go get your nails done. Let's go to Target, and let's just get some back to school supplies. You just pick up some stuff that you want. You want a new backpack. Things like that.
0: So often, as I talk to bigs, and they talk about the things that they do, and something you mentioned, and I want to emphasize it on this podcast Erica, have you had to change your life to be a mentor? Have you had to adjust anything significantly, as they say in the financial world? Were there any material adjustments in your life to help this young lady? Have you had to change anything in your life to become a mentor?
1: For me personally, no. Because if you think about the time that you have, it's a time commitment. Exactly. So that time that you're sitting at home on the couch, instead of just sitting around, you're out there helping somebody. Exactly.
0: That's the message. You don't have to change your life. To, it took you a long time to give me that answer, too, by the way, but it's all good. This is, live, this is a live podcast. But no, I know you had to think about it, but at the end of the day, we don't have to make these significant changes in our lives. It's, you're just spending, you choose to spend quality time with this young lady, and I know she appreciates it. And you know, I know teenagers have a way of saying thank you. And all that, and so it maybe it's a smile.
1: Well, actually, now a couple of weeks ago, she actually opened up and she was like, "I no. really like spending time with you," which really? meant the world to me. Wait, wait,
0: wait, hold on. This is a, this is a teenager. Correct. That opened her mouth. Yes. And said, "I really like spending time with you." Yes. You adult, because you Correct. know adults. I know.
1: I know. And teenagers sometimes they're <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> right? That is really special. Now, I, I
1: had taken her to get ice cream, so I don't know if that was this after role. the ice cream. It was after double scoop. Yes.
0: See that, you know, that it was the ice cream <laughs> talk and I'm just playing that that is pretty special that she took in I know that made you feel like a
1: it did box. it means a lot. Wow.
0: When, when you think about mentoring uh, and the impact you've seen so was she always as expressive I mean again she opened up and said I really enjoy spending time with you. Uh, again it is not so much the challenges I don't like using the word challenges these kids have because our kids don't need to be fixed. Uh. What impact at all? What changes have you seen in her?
1: Well, I think it's just like any relationship. Right off the bat, you're not going to necessarily open up to someone. Sure. That takes time. Yes. They want to trust you. That's right. And you want to trust them. So, no, initially she wasn't telling me everything that was happening at high school. But over the year that we've been together, she certainly opened up a whole lot more. But that took a lot of outings together, a lot of times of me telling her about myself. And then we finally got to that point. So I like to tell a lot of mentees who are fresh in this to keep on going because at first they're like, oh, well, my mentee, I don't know if they like me hmm. because they're not telling me certain things. They're not opening up to me or they're very quiet when we go out. Well, I mean, you're gonna have to develop that, especially if they're younger, They, you know, it's gonna take a little minute for them to figure it out before they tell you certain things.
0: No doubt about it. You talk about how you got into mentoring, you know, Craig Melvin and then of course your mom Who's a big shout out to your mom as well? Shout out to Craig Melvin. We got to send him this podcast as well. That's a way you can say thank you as well. So you're gonna say thank you to Craig Melvin. Matter of fact, tell what do you want to say to Craig Melvin because we're gonna send this to him as well.
1: Wow, I would just say you're such an inspiration. I mean, incredible to to see a hometown guy yes. get to where he is right now.
0: That's awesome. And you know, I saw on recently, I think on MSNBC. Uh, they did. Some, they did some story in South Carolina. And he was talking about shouting out to his mom, and you could tell it was heartfelt. Right, right. Uh, I don't know if that's just a South Carolina thing. Oh, that's but a Southern
1: was, thing. Southern hospitality. Just, we just, got that.
0: Oh yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> South Florida can use. Can you can mentor us in South Florida on a little bit of that as well. I got but you. Let me just say this to you. What got you in the business of journalism and all that? Was Was there an inspiration? Oh my gosh.
1: So I have a lot of. <laughs> People to look up to. Well, first of all, I grew up listening to NPR. Okay. My mom always played it, and I tell you, I did not like it. I was like, why are we listening to this? And she was like, you're gonna really appreciate me one day. And now she's right. <laughs> so I grew up listening to NPR, but also my mom's childhood friend college roommate, bridesmaid and current friend is Janice Huff who's the chief meteorologist for NBC New York. The
0: all your all your folks, all your connections are like NBC is that?
1: I don't that just happened to happen. <laughs> so I grew up watching at the time Janice Huff was right. the meteorologist for Today show on the weekends. So I grew up watching Janice and I was like, "Well, if Janice can do it, well then I surely can do it." So I had all these people and I would just say, "Hey, th- this is what's possible." And that kind of sparked my interest. Also, I have a natural curiosity. I love asking people questions. And I love just, I can like randomly walk up to somebody and just start talking. And it's just normal to me. So journalism just came as a natural thing. And I also don't like sitting in an office all day long. So I knew that my career was going to have to be something where I never knew what was going to happen on a daily basis. I would have to just be out there doing my thing.
0: Mm -hmm. What's the uh, most interesting, I won't say craziest, but the most interesting story you've ever reported on?
1: I don't know if i'd say interesting i would say emotional from the standpoint okay. of we're still dealing with it today and it's a very issue that we're all talking about and it's one that really impacted me and i would say parkland yeah i mean i, I still just this weekend i was hosting a woman's <clears throat> expo in fort lauderdale and there was a mother there who was uh speaking and hosting and she came up to me and she was like hey i met you at park in parkland the day after that shooting and i'm one of the parents and you interviewed me and it was a very just whenever someone tells you that you have a moment with them mm. and it's something that I will never forget for the rest of my life that nobody will forget and seeing just the events that came after that that's something that I will take with me for the rest of my career
0: and as you think about the society we live in there's so much that divides us there's so much there's such a polarizing context whether it be politics whether it be you know race or anything like that what we love about big brothers big sisters is Mentoring is family. And regardless of where someone comes from, there's someone who may not look like you, may not speak the same language, but you can make a connection. Uh, And so to have you and our big brothers, big sisters, family, helping inspire a young lady that's playing that French horn uh, with so much talent and ability. You've been inspired by many of the Janice Huffs, the Craig Melvins, your mom and dad. Uh, We're just so fortunate, Erica, to have you as a big sister. Uh, here in Miami, and what would you say, one final question for you, Uh, what advice would you give to someone who's considering? Maybe they haven't made that commitment. They're not ready to say, I'm ready to be a big, but I'm considering being a mentor. Listen to this podcast. This Erica Glover seems like she's uh, not only feisty, but she's serious about helping somebody else. What advice would you give someone considering becoming a mentor?
1: I would tell them, don't wait go out there and make a difference but I also want to say I want to make sure that you have that time commitment and the fact that when you tell this this little that you're going to have that you're going to do something I want you to make sure that you show up and that you're there because it really makes a difference to them and when you tell them that you're going to do something it really impacts their life they are ready for that particular day so be there show up make a difference and sign up be a big
0: Erica you're making a difference do you realize that Thank you so much. I know it's, it's, it's embedded <laughs> in you. You're like, this is just what I do. But I'm on behalf of Big Brothers Big Sisters, the organization that I have the privilege of running every single day with an incredible team of people, I will say openly and honestly, we are blessed to have you as a big sister here in Miami. And we're going to utilize your skills and uh, just your energy as often as we can, as often as you will allow us uh, to as well. Because what you basically said, and this is our, our segue, if you will, That no matter how tall that mountain may be, we can still make it happen. Erica Glover, NBC6, shout out to Larry O and the NBC6 team. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for being with us. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. (laughs)